Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. It is such a delight to have our choir back. I mentioned earlier that Dr. Glenn DeLang announced his uh, pending retirement. This is his 25th year directing the Chancel Choir. And uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for us to celebrate this year and, uh, and to thank him for his remarkable contribution. Our text of Scripture today comes from Luke, the fourth chapter, at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. I invite you to listen for God's Word as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. Then Jesus filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him, and then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? Oh, gracious God, we do thank you for this new day and this new week and for all the opportunity and possibilities that lay before us. And we thank you for this opportunity to come and hear your word that this week and this day might be shaped by your Spirit in us, with us, and through us. So open our eyes and ears that we may receive what you have for us this day. For we pray in Christ's name. Amen. You know, every so often in life, every once in a while, something happens that really has a way of getting your attention, and it tells you in no uncertain terms, life is moving on. Life is changing. We can all, on some level, imagine our future when someday we'll actually have a driver's license and be able to drive a car, or Someday we'll actually graduate from high school and go on to college. Or someday we'll get married and may become a parent. And when that birth happens, that someday becomes today. We actually become a parent, or we become a spouse, or we become a college student. Thank God there's some period of preparation for most of those days. We all know on some level that our health will not last forever, but that someday gets pushed off into the future of our consciousness until one day 
we find ourselves in a doctor's office hearing that someday has become today. We can imagine a day when we'll be older, something happens and we actually become older. Maybe it's the day you retired. We can imagine that day, but when it finally comes, we may wish we were better prepared for it, both financially and emotionally. Sometimes we simply look in the mirror and we realize that others are probably no longer seeing us the way we see ourselves. I still see myself at 32. I don't know about you. I had the experience this summer. I always thought one day I'm going to have to change my diet and try to lose this extra weight I seem to be putting on. I'm the kind of guy that tends to eat cold pizza over the sink for a meal, uh, even breakfast. I don't go into the refrigerator looking for ingredients. I go looking for something I can grab and eat right now, quickly. doesn't always lead to great nutrition. So when I found myself in the doctor's office this summer and then referred to a dietitian who told me, you're going to have to be gluten-free for the rest of your life, I was a little stunned and it got my attention. That one day that I intended to get around to someday giving up my adolescent approach to eating actually arrived rather surprisingly this summer and I had to make some immediate dietary changes. One of the reasons I'm making some immediate dietary changes for all of you, we will have gluten-free options for communion. As we go forward. <laughs> so at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, the someday of the coming kingdom of God became today. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. That scripture from Isaiah 61, a vision of the future when there will be reconciliation of the past and there will be justice and there will be a time of jubilee, a new period of growth and opportunity will be ushered in and it will include comfort for those who mourn, a new gladness in our living, a righteousness in how we live our lives. And Jesus proclaimed at the beginning of his ministry that that someday is today. Unlike Matthew and Mark, Luke has the ministry of Jesus beginning in his own hometown with his own people in the synagogues of Galilee. He's praised by all reports. Mark and Matthew place this hometown response later in the narrative of their gospels and the chronology that they tell. But Luke begins the ministry of Jesus a little more concisely. All that Jesus says and does is within the context of Judaism. The historical beliefs found in the prophets and the Torah. He not only attends synagogue, he reads scripture and he comments upon it. He's at home in the Jewish faith. He announces the fulfillment of prophecy and he defines what the messianic role is. It's bringing the reality of the longings of the poor and the oppressed and the imprisoned 
to life. Christ is ushering in a new amnesty, a liberation, a restoration that's associated with the proclamation of the year of Jubilee in the Levitical law. The age of God's reign is here today. And according to this text in Luke chapter 4, the opposition begins right there in his own hometown too. The fascination with this local boy that becomes a, a favorite of the community quickly turns to contempt, and he eventually escapes Nazareth with his life, but only barely. So the response to Jesus is going to be mixed. It's the reality from the beginning. Admiration from some, wondering from others, doubt from yet others, and contempt from still others. Resentment builds because Jesus extends grace well beyond the bounds of those who think they've earned it. He eats with sinners. He cares for the unclean. He includes the broken within the circle of God's grace and love. And it leads to a kind of violence that all prefigures what is going to take place in his ministry, according to Luke. This text foreshadows what will come in his trial and his death and what his followers will experience in persecution and also the rejection of the religious leaders of Israel and the taking of the message to the Gentiles. For Luke's gospel, the universality of the gospel is primary. But Jesus doesn't go elsewhere because he's rejected at home. He's rejected at home because he's gone elsewhere. And he's reached out far beyond the old rivalries and the old tribalisms that existed at the time. And he began to embrace a new future. Perhaps you saw the article this week in the New York Times by Tom Friedman. Tom Friedman, who has written extensively about the Middle East, apparently went and saw this new film that has been a box office smash this summer, Crazy Rich Asians. He liked the film. And he writes, Rich Asia has gotten really rich, not because it doesn't have political, tribal, ethnic, and religious differences like other regions, but because in more places on more days it learned to set those differences aside and focus on building the real foundations of sustainable wealth, education, trade, infrastructure, human capital, and in the most successful places, the rule of law. He compares Crazy Rich Asians with the title of the article, which he called, um, and I don't have it in my notes here, I think it was uh, Crazy Poor Middle Easterners. And he compares what's happening in the Far East with what's happening in the Middle East, where the old tribalisms continue to destroy any ability of the Middle East to develop he writes, 
The region of the world that should be naturally rich has made itself poor by repeatedly letting the past bury the future. And the region that is naturally poor has made itself rich by letting the future bury the past. Asia has become rich by tapping its human resources, men and women, and giving them the tools to realize their potential. Rival sects and tribalisms of the past, however, continue to divide and destroy in the Middle East. And it might be said in Africa as well. You see, it's possible to miss our potential by letting the past bury the future rather than allowing the future to bury the past. You catch some of this in Luke and in what Jesus is saying today, this scripture is fulfilled. What if that someday that you've been putting off when you're going to get healthier or you're going to finally take care of some important business that you procrastinate about, or you're going to finally make that phone call to that estranged family member and begin to work at some reconciliation, what if that day someday became today? There's no time like the present. What if the past that is burying your future became a liberation for you? Maybe it's time to let go of the past and realize your potential so that in more places and on more days you learn to set aside differences and focus on building real foundations for sustainable living. Attending to matters of your own physical health or your mental health or your spiritual health. What if the someday of righteousness and justice became today? What if the someday of overcoming political divisions of the past and embracing a unity in the present became today in our national life? Is there some way to let the vision of the future direct the present and keep the past from burying our future? That's why I love the way we started this worship service. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day of the coming of the Lord. Every day presents us with the possibility of creating a different future, of somehow making a different reality come to life. Don't miss your opportunity. God is present in Christ with us now through the power of the Holy Spirit, and today is indeed the first day of the rest of our lives. So let's make it count. Will you join me in prayer together? So gracious and loving God, you who have brought in Jesus Christ the reign that is to come, the reign of the kingdom of heaven, O oh Lord, you alone know 
what lies before us this day. So grant that in every hour of it we may stay close to you. Let us be in the world, yet not of it. Let us use this world without abusing it. If we buy, let us be as though we possessed nothing. And if we have nothing, let us be as though we possess all things. Let us not embark on any undertaking that is not in line with your will, nor shrink from any sacrifice which you may demand. Suggest, direct, control every movement of our minds. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.